What's good, y'all? What's up with it? It's your girl, Poppy. And I'm Joanna, but you can call me Joe. What's up, y'all? My name is Sierra. And you're tuned into Girl, let me tell you. Okay, so as always, y'all know we got to start off with a little question of the day, just kind of get the conversation going. So, how would you describe yourself in one word? Sierra, you go first. So the word I would use is compassionate. We're going to go with compassionate. Um, just because that's just like naturally who I am. I care. I'm a very gentle person um, in all situations where there's like big news, like little news, exciting news, like compassion is what I'm always going to give. I love that. That's a That's important. And that's a good trait to have. So Right. Kudos to you. Um, I think the word I would use to describe myself is friendly. Kind of like Sierra said, naturally, that's who I am. I feel like people just gravitate towards me. I'm not afraid to go up to you and say, hey, girl, like, what's tea? What's good? You know, so that's what it's giving. It's giving friendly. For me. It definitely you, describes you. It definitely does. Oh, okay. 100%. You're welcome. Um, I think the word I would use to describe myself is. Hmm. A mix between strategic and analytical. Um, yeah, I know. I big know. words. Big words. Um, and I say that because like everything that I do, everything that I am, I do it with a purpose and I do it for a reason. So maybe my word is purposeful. I have strategically thought about the process, the reasons and whys, the pros and cons before I actually dive into things or attack things. So maybe my word is purposeful. Okay. Oh, nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like friendly. I like to make friends. I'm strategic. I'm analytical. Right. I'm Just got real deep. Period. Love that for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's kind of go ahead and get into this episode. I appreciate you guys coming and chatting with me today. Obviously, this episode is who is Poppy. So we kind of talking all about your girl, which I'm excited about because I'm one of my favorite topics. No, I'm playing. Um, but <laughs> so this episode is about me because my overall goal for season one um, honestly is just for the listeners and watchers to get to know who we are individually um, as well as who we are for this podcast so all of us are going to have an episode about who we are why we are um, later on throughout season one so I just want you guys to know that it's not just going to be the poppy show this is the everybody show and I hope that you guys can see that and understand that throughout the course of season one but today we're talking about me. So, Joanna, yes. Sierra, I have a beautiful yes, question for you all. Um, when you first met me, you might have to think back a little <laughs> bit because I didn't know both of y'all for a while. But yeah. when you first met me, what was your initial impression? Ciao, I'll go first. Um, okay, I don't think we ever like actually formally met. Like, hey, girl, I'm, I'm you know, Joanna, whatever. Um, but I knew Poppy through my older sister. Because we all went to high school together, but I was a freshman 
and they were like juniors and seniors. Um, but my first impression, I always thought Poppy was just so cool because she was like a cheerleader. She was like in band, she did sports. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she's just so fun. Um, so really that was my first impression of you. But I remember being like scared to talk to you because you were older. And I was like, mm, I'm a freshman in high school. These older people don't want to talk to me. So yeah, and, and flash forward and here we are. Sarah, what okay. about you? Uh, so my first impression of Poppy was we were at OSU and she was hosting. So I didn't even met her, didn't know who she was, but you were hosting an event. And so I was like, oh, well, she's commanding the stage. Like her personality is up there. Mm -hmm. Like you were just doing what you was doing. I was like, wow, she could probably debate you to death too. Like, I mean, you was just going. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, wow, she's very charismatic and everything like that. Um, She has a voice, you know, she ain't afraid of nothing. But it was actually funny because I was like, if we ever like become friends, like that would be so odd. Like we're so different. Cause like, I like Joanna, which is a shock to me, but I was like so shy and everything like that. And you were just like, all right, y'all. So we about to, <laughs> I was like, oh. like on front of a whole campus, do your thing. Yeah. Wow. That I, is I crazy. get that though, because literally it's not like your personality is just so out there, but it's like, it can be, whoa for people who are it's, like a little more like naturally shy and reserved but with, then mm. when you start talking to you it's like oh well I could have came up to her and be like hey girl what's up <laughs> like, I'm scared mm. for no reason you know what I'm saying it's gonna be friendly it's gonna be purposeful and strategic and analytic you know what I'm saying so I could have just been up in there so yeah that is wild <laughs> y'all are really blowing my mind with these first impressions okay so I also didn't realize, Sierra, that the first time you met or like saw me, I was hosting an event. So now I want to dig a little bit deeper, Sierra. When you first like met me face to face, what was that impression? Was it different than what you got when I was on stage? For sure. Um, It was like, you're cool. Like it was like a we here type of thing. Like it was so like not on stage, not hosting an event, not in front of like a whole bunch of people. Like it was just like, she's normal. Like she's a person. Like it was, it was completely opposite. <laughs> it was completely, it was very calm actually. It was very calm. And I was like, is that her? That's the same girl from the stage? Like, mm. but it was like, you were still you. Like you still have that personality. Yeah. But it was just like, we're on like a personal level. Yeah, I agree. When she said you're still you, I feel like you're always the same person. Like you kind of give off, um, like when people just see you, how they meet you, like what you see is what you get. Like it's not, I'm different in this place or in this space. It's like Mm -hmm. always the same. So across the board, you're just naturally who you are all the time. Mm -hmm. Y'all is giving me stuff to think on because (laughs) when I meet people, I always try to make sure that I am myself while also giving them that like space to be like who they are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to meet people and have a facade and no matter where I am, whether that's on stage, on a video, in person, like I try to make sure that I am me in all like facets, but also Mm -hmm. knowing that I do, depending on what I'm doing, have to be a different energy level I guess Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting to me that y'all have these first impressions Uh, oh my gosh that's wild so I'll talk a little bit about my first impressions on you guys too 
So okay. for, <laughs> for Joanna, kind of same, literally. Like I was like, oh, she's a freshman, like, but she's so cute and she's so cool. But like the way that you said you were really shy, this might come off wrong, but I don't want it to. I okay. saw that you could be more than the shy freshman that you were. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so basically that's really what it was. I was like, I feel like I see a lot in this person and I want to nurture this relationship. I want her to feel like a little sister to me. And I want to be that kind of role model for you. Um, And so that's kind of where that relationship took off and look at us now. I love that. (laughs) And you have been totally, I appreciate that. That warms my heart. So sweet. Oh, I'm glad. Okay. And so for Sierra, I was just super nervous to meet you, bro. Like, because I think the first time I actually sat down and met you was when I like wanted to be a Zeta and Sierra was a Zeta. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like heartbeat, heart pounding. What do I say to her? How do I make a good first impression? I was nervous. Um, But once we actually got to know each other and still to this day, like you were very soft-spoken, you were very just like in control of yourself and command of yourself. And I was like, wow, like, she's just so like, cool. Like, I just want to, I want to talk to her to be like her. Um, because like you guys said, like I'm out there and I'm, you know, outgoing, blah, blah, blah. But like Sierra is just like, so centered that I think that's a really good word for my first impression of you. And so yeah, once we kind of got into the Zeta thing and started learning more about each other, like I was just like, sister, period, like, period. Um, and so I think just overall, I'm really glad to know both of you. And I'm really glad that you both are on this podcast with me. This is like that moment when you have a birthday party and you invite like all of your friends that don't know each other and you like, all right, yeah. here. Let's see what happens. Um, Right. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a really beautiful thing. I think it's funny how our first impressions are kind of reversed in a way. Like me and Sierra were like, oh my gosh, she's so out there. Like I'm a little scared. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're so out there. I'm a little scared. Like, (laughs) I just think it's funny how it's, it's kind of the opposite. I wasn't expecting that, but it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, (laughs) I think I'm going to highlight like one of my favorite memories with you, Joanna. So yes. in high school, I was um, head drum major of the band. So all the listeners and watchers out there, if you're in band, you play an instrument, shout out to you. I love you. Okay. Yeah. Um, my senior year, it was time for me to pass the torch on to someone else. Um, and like Joanna said, she was also in the band in high school. And mm-hmm. I immediately was like, I want Joanna to take my place. And I uh-huh. talked to the band director and he was like, okay, it's time for, um, uh, what's it called? Like auditions and tryouts. Yeah. He's like, do you have anybody on your mind to take your spot? He was like, because I need somebody good. Uh-huh. And I was like, um, I actually have one person in mind. And he was like, who? And I told him about you. And I think I told you, no, you came up to me about it. And I was like, she wants to be drum major. Really? Yes, because I was like, I was going to bring it up to you. And you was like, you know, I'm kind of thinking about trying out to be drum major. And I was like, say less. We're practicing this day at this time and this week. (laughs) And you were like, really? You're going to help me? And I was like, I was like, why would I not help you? Um, And it was a really heartfelt moment for me to pass that torch on to you and to kind of see how you made it your own. Yeah, that was, I do, rem- I don't remember coming up to you. I'm surprised that I even wanted to do that because I was really shy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do remember like the training process and just thinking like, wow, this is so cool. Like, this is my big sister and she's graduating and I'm going to get to take her place. You know, um, it was, it was a really cool moment. So yeah, I appreciate that. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> what about you? Do you have a favorite memory with your girl? Ooh, let me think. I feel like we've had so many. One of the first memories I feel like we made was when we went to, again, Band Nerd. So sorry. If you don't, if you're not in band, just gonna have to just, just, just hang on for a second. Um, but we went to the state ensemble. I don't forgot what it's called. State band mm-hmm. competition, whatever it's called. Um, this was my freshman year. I was asked to sit in on one of the senior ensembles. Again, very shy, very scared, very much didn't want to go. Um, but the whole time, me and Poppy were just like talking. Um, and at one point we were in the hotel and we stayed up like all night, literally just talking about every any and everything under the sun. Do you remember that? Like we were sitting in the lobby on that uh, couch, like by the little water fountain thing. And we talked all night. And I was like, this is going to be my, my best friend for the rest of my entire life. Oh, that's so sweet. Hey. Wow. Yeah. That's Sierra's crazy. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra is very centered. She's just like, yes. I told yes. you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you my favorite memory with Sierra too. So I think, <laughs> I think one of my favorite memories, because like we, like I said, we have a lot. One of my favorite memories was when we went to DC for Centennial. You remember that, Sierra? Yes. And... <laughs> What was really funny was I started playing Doja Cat in the living room on the TV. Sierra was nowhere in this room, nowhere. But I started playing her like, um, I'm a cow song. And she was like, you know, you remember that song? (laughs) I started playing that. And she walked from the back of the house (laughs) to the front of the living room. And she was looking at me like, this is what you listen to? And I was like, girl, this is lit. You don't like this song? And she was like, no. Why would I like this song? This is horrible. That moment turned into like a whole nother situation throughout the day and night. And then when I came, we came home from that night, we just was, like you said, we was up all night talking about whatever until the sun came up. And that was just a really a really fun and like cherished memory that I have knowing that like we can roast on each other and talk about crazy stuff (laughs) but then a few hours later we can talk about everything under the sun and it's just like nothing had ever happened you know so I just think that was a really nice moment to know that I have both of those parts in one person this okay so disclaimer this entire episode is like literally just like shocking the mess out of me right now (laughs) because Number uno, Joanna, I did not know you were in the band. And that <laughs> yeah, you played. girl. I played the trumpet. You know, I was first chair all throughout junior high. You know, I was up there with the big dogs in high school, too. My little, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's more wild because, like, I played trumpet from, like, sixth grade to sophomore year. What? Yes. And we had, like, an overflow of trumpets, not enough French horns. So, like, they, like, picked some so many so they like click or pluck some of us trumpets to play french horns and that's when i transitioned then i had a knee injury and i was in the pit so i was on the uh, the keys and everything because i couldn't oh, march she no does more. it all and so love that. multifaceted okay i love that for you i didn't know we're all band nerds i mean i'm probably less of a nerd but i was just in it okay. <laughs> tried it you just as much a nerd she tried it. okay okay yes but that like blows my mind. And then what also blows my mind is like Joanna, your story about Poppy and then how Poppy said that same story because like how you all had like that personable uh, conversation on the couch. That's what I remember also from Washington, D.C. was, and it was, 
Yeah, because we were like, because it was four of us on the trip, and it was like, it was weird because it was like the other two like went to bed, but it was like Poppy and I just like stayed there. And I yes, remember I was on the I'm couch. Yeah. Yes, I was on the couch, and Poppy was on like the the stools or whatever in the kitchen, and we were just talking, and like the time was going into like the a.m., like two a.m. <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> we were just talking. I just remember I'm like this is my sister. Like, I just felt the relationship just like change. I was like this, like, whoa, God, this is a sister. Like Mm -hmm. it it was just different, you know? And it was like our first time going on the trip. You know, you always find out like, is this a real friendship? And you can Mm -hmm. like go through a trip together. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, like Rosetta's sister is like, cool. It should be a breeze, but you know, like find out the nitty gritty. And Mm -hmm. it was, so I was always nervous. And like, once we had that conversation, it was like, that's gone because this is a new relationship and like we're sisters Mm -hmm. and so that was my favorite memory of Poppy and I not us have the same memory (laughs) yeah it's crazy how we all have like similar memories with you Poppy but I, I think that just goes um to say a lot about your character and who you are like I mentioned earlier like you are who you are across the board like naturally always the same person very consistent never like this person or that person never have to worry about you switching up and I think like your ability to just meet people and just bring them in and accept them and make them feel comfortable is like you, you can't teach that it's just a natural yeah. a natural given talent if you will mm-hmm. ah, I see that the talent. thank so. you thank you so much okay don't thank me yet girl because now we're about to play a little game okay called what would poppy do just to get to know you a little bit better and the rules of the game are what would she do what would she do the rules of the game are very simple me and sierra have written out um some uh rapid question rapid fire questions for you and one scenario just to see kind of where your head is at okay and obviously for the listeners and watchers out there the objective objective of this game is to get to know poppy a little bit better so sierra you want to get us started with that? Yeah, I get us kicked off. All right. Ready for rapid fire? Rapid fire. Let's do it. Ready? Okay. Nervous. Here we go. Gold or silver? Gold. Okay. Skydiving or parasailing? Parasailing. <laughs> Would you travel at night or travel in the morning? Morning. Okay. Rome or Greece? Rome. I heard Greece got all them animals and cats just willy-nilly. What? Yeah, yeah. My scenario question is, the waiter forgets to bring your check to the table. Are you leaving the money, your estimated guess, based off of what y'all ordered or what you ordered, or are you dipping out? Um, I wouldn't do either of those. I would flag down my waiter and say, bring me my check, please. <laughs> so you can get paid. <laughs> that wasn't one of the options. Well, Who sure I... was it? Right. You can... That's the rule. Okay, another rule. Again. Y'all you said, what would what's happen? Do? I gave you what I would do. You got to answer what's in the question. I you guess I would. Out or you don't believe the money. I guess I would leave the money. Okay, <laughs> leaving the money for 200 Alex. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. My turn. Fly or drive? Fly. Red or white wine? White. 
Oh, Beyonce or Rihanna? <gasps> you cannot make me choose. Three, two, one. Rihanna. <gasps> no, you did it. Another rule of the game. You have to answer correctly. Try again. Beyonce or Rihanna. Go. Go. I'm gonna choose Rihanna. OMG, I'm 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 actually shocked. Um, okay, Ooh, I was expecting that. Let me give it last Black or white? Black. Okay. In my scenario, I I, I need to I need to gather my thoughts because I truly <laughs> I truly was not expecting. I mean, we love Riri. We love her. Love you, girl. Hey. Um, but I just, I just figured you would go the, the, the other direction. Okay, but Rihanna is okay. so great. I, I think I chose her because I've been to her concert. I haven't been to a Beyonce concert. I love Beyonce's music. I love what she's doing in the, the film world with her little movies, with her albums. But Rihanna is a self-made billionaire. She has Fenty, she has lingerie, she has makeup, skincare, and she has music. Like, I just, I can't, like, I just, I don't know. It just does something to me. Okay, Okay. this is what would Poppy do? Not, you know, it's not about me. I'm gonna let that slide. Um, Anyways, let's get into my scenario. So you're asked to give a speech at a TED Talk convention. What is your topic going to be? Ooh. If I had to give a TED talk, I would probably talk about something along the lines of like goal setting and manifestation, maybe. Um, I think for some reason, high five, Jesus, (laughs) that I do a really good job at setting goals and manifesting what I want my life to be and what I want to happen um like I think it's really interesting because my latest experience with with this was right after I graduated from undergrad I was nine months pregnant no job living with my parents nothing going on for my life besides about to give birth and my dad sat me down and he was like figure out what you're doing with your life he's like you can't just be out here in the world not without a plan with something going on and I said I say okay you know what I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna pray about it I'm gonna figure it out and I said Lord this is what I want to do I want to have this baby I want to get a job working in admissions and I want to get my MBA and the way that this had worked out let me tell you I graduated December right Applied for jobs and admissions end of December. First interview, the first week of January. I had Jeremiah the second week of January. Had the second round interview the last week of January. Had the third round interview the first week of February. End of February, I got offered the job and admissions. Started the job in March. Went house hunting in April. Signed the lease at the end of April. Moved into this brand new, newly built home in May. Started working at this job, worked from home, stayed home with my baby, all that kind of stuff. And within the next year, I had applied and got accepted to an MBA program. Period. Love that. You cannot make these things up. 
Yeah. If I gave a TED talk, I would talk about that and not only talk about goal setting and manifestation, but I feel like a lot of people pray for things, but then they don't do the work to get there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. pray and faith without works is dead. So you can't right. just be like, I want this. I want that but never work towards it because you got to meet God in the middle. And so mm-hmm. I think if I gave a Ted talk, it would be something about that along those lines and how not only do you manifest things, not only do you pray about things, but you also work for them. Even if your work is like a half of a step forward, as long as you're moving some type of way to get there, then something is going to come out of it. Yeah. That's my Ted talk. I think that's very, that's my, no, that's really good. And I think that's very fitting for you because I like, I don't know if I've told you, but um, I told other people and I think it all the time, just when I see you, like, you know, on social media and, you know, we talk outside of, you know, this or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, but you are truly probably the most, the hardest working person I know. And you just, you do it all. I, I truly like, in all honesty, I strive to be like you in terms of like your work ethic. You know, and I don't know if it's like the Virgo in you or just like the fact that you're just so naturally talented or whatever, but (laughs) you just have the ability to juggle all these things with such grace and with such class. And Mm -hmm. I would love to be, I would be in the audience of that TED Talk, front center, front row. (laughs) Hey girl, (laughs) we setting goals. Okay, let me get my pen and my paper and write this out loud. You know, because I feel like I have learned so much from you and I think there's just so much more um, to you than what people see. Um, and so just being able to be along this journey with you, um, and I'm sure Sierra can agree is just amazing to watch you blossom and grow. So, yeah, no, like 100%, like I'm someone that I'm just very chill across the board. (laughs) So that's like everyday life. And so getting to know you, Poppy, it's gotten me like a pep in my step, really, just because like, well, first you're younger than me and you're just doing you just have so much responsibility and you're doing so much, but you do it with so much grace and class. Yes, and with and so ease. Like, with ease. Girl. And I'm just like, how? And like, and I know your story. Like I know the behind the scenes. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. but you still just like, just glide through life. Just looking at making it look so easy. Yeah. Y'all is making I my agree. heart just do too much because whew, life is not easy. That's all I can ever say. It's not easy. And so when people compliment or just even say, like, you do it effortlessly, you make it look, I don't know, high five Jesus, I'm speechless, speechless. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have a question for you, um, just to kind of do a little random Q&A, if we will. You are a a mother, a young parent at that. You're doing all the things. Shout out to Jeremiah. Um, but what would you say is the greatest lesson you've learned thus far in your journey of motherhood? Oh, child, there's too many lessons. Um, how about I give you the most recent lesson that I've okay. come to terms with? Okay. Mm-hmm. Loving Jeremiah in the way that he receives love. Okay. And I'm going to talk about it by incorporating the five love languages. Y'all know the love languages, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, the love languages are acts of service, um, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, and receiving gifts. For me personally, (laughs) my like number one 
love language is acts of service because just like you guys said I balance everything and so if somebody in my life that I love can do one chore or one errand for me that means the world I'm like this person loves me they just went to Walmart and got me some milk and some diapers because I just didn't have to or this person loves me they helped me sweep or mop or just like the, the the daily task okay my second one is words of affirmation so like this entire episode my heart is just being overflow really yes because I don't it's not that I don't hear it often I don't hear it often honestly it's literally just me and Jeremiah he don't even say words yet okay and so when I do hear (laughs) he be thinking it though right Mm. maybe hopefully um (laughs) it just it means the world to me it really does now granted Jeremiah is not old enough to take the test but I'm with this little boy every day and I know (laughs) what his love language is okay he loves touch like and when I was pregnant y'all I will go to my grave okay when I was pregnant with this little boy I was the most physical touch person in the world and I do not like to be touched I don't like to touch I don't Mm -hmm. like none of that I would just be randomly holding hands with my mama hugging on my daddy laying on him (laughs) on the couch if I saw Jen I'd be like hey Jen will you hold my hand? Like my whole family was sick and tired of me because I don't think any of us are really big touch people, but Mm -hmm. I was like, this is not me. This is this baby. And after (laughs) I had him, he's still to this day is so big on touch. Like he just wants Mm -hmm. to be all up under me, hugging on my leg, holding my hand, kissing on my arm. He's just a kisser. I'm like, oh my gosh, get off of me because that's just not (laughs) my thing. And my, my lesson made a full circle one day when he was just like using me as his human jungle gym, like he was crawling on my head, sitting on my face, (laughs) kicking me on my side, pulling on my arm, pulling on my leg. And I was just touched out. And I was like, I, I physically and mentally cannot be touched like this. Like I just can't. And I remember I picked him up and I put him on the couch and I walked out of the room. And when I turned around, he had the saddest look on his face. Like he was like, mama don't want to touch me. And I was like, I love you, but like, we just don't love in the same way. You know what I mean? And so that was that turnaround moment that was like, first of all, I don't want my child in therapy because of me. Okay. So I was like, I need Mm -hmm. to learn how to love Jeremiah in the way that he receives love while also being firm in my touch boundaries. Right. And so after that moment, I went to the restroom, got myself together, you know, and I came back out. And he was sitting right under my dad on the couch because I told you his love language is physical touch. So when I mm-hmm. wasn't touching him, he went directly to his granddaddy and was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to lay with you. I'm going <laughs> to sit with you. I'm going to touch on you. And as soon as I came back in the room, he ran to me and I was like, give me a hug. And so Aww. I sat him down. And I, he's only one and a half, but I sat him down. And I was like, look, I understand that you show love and you receive love by hugs and kisses and touching and fun. I was like, but mommy cannot be touched like that. I cannot allow you to kick me. I cannot allow you to hit me. I cannot allow you to sit on my head. You can sit on my lap. Um, And so I've been working on still allowing myself to get out of my comfort zone so that he can feel my love in the way that he receives it. But Mm -hmm while also being firm in my touch boundaries like you can sit in my lap you can lay on me we can hold hands you can kiss me blah 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 but once you start getting rough in your love language we gotta stop you know what I mean yeah and so I think even for adult children 
there's so many different ways that people show and receive love. And I think as parents, no matter where you are in your parenting journey, um, we need to be mindful of how our children receive love, right? Like if Jeremiah was the person that, you know, liked acts of service, which he's not, you, you can't help this boy do anything. He wants to do it on his own, right? then I would do more acts of service, right? But there's just different Mm -hmm. ways to love your children and to learn to love them. And I think it's so easy for people to grow up and feel unloved or be with people all the time, but they still don't feel like they're loved because they're not receiving that in the way that they, you know, mentally perceive love to be felt. And so I think a lot more children, a lot of our youth would probably would probably feel more loved if they were being loved in the way that they receive it or perceive it. Mm-hmm. And so that is the biggest lesson and the most recent one that I've learned with a toddler at home. What do you guys that's such That's such a great lesson. And this is why I love, 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 love languages. <laughs> and I actually did an entire research paper on this last year in my undergrad study, because I think it's so fascinating and so important for people to know the people that's around them, you know, and I, I get that, too, because think when I think about it now, when I was a child, I didn't receive love the way that I perceived it to be. And I think that's why I'm so big on being intentional in my relationships now, you know, across the board, because I understand what my love language is. And I noticed a gap in my childhood. Um, and now I want to give that back to other people. And I think when Jeremiah is older, he'll appreciate that. Like you said, he's only a year and a half. But he's he's so young and kids are so impressionable. So it's important to start, you know, drilling those lessons in now. Like you're never too young. It's never stop mm-hmm. like they say, start off young, okay? Yeah. And I think that's really I have to applaud you for that as his mom for kind of introducing him to that lesson of not only love languages and communication, but also boundaries. You know, even mm-hmm. though you are his mother, you still have to establish a certain level of respect to know that. I know that you love me in this way, but this is what I need you to do for me in order for this relationship to work the way mm-hmm. that it needs to. So mm-hmm. great lesson. Of that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you. 100%. And I really love how you said, like, you have to know how they receive love because it can be a, a very loving relationship as in like, I love you, mm-hmm. but it's just like the way you give love might not be how they receive it. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to, like you said, really like be very mindful of that and everything because it's just like, how how do you not love me? Like, what is going on? What's the disconnect? And it's just mm-hmm. because yeah. they're not receiving how you're giving, even though it's pure. It just it's not how they receive it. Yeah, get yeah, snap, 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 snap. Such a great lesson. TED Talk number yeah. two would be love languages. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm well, still there. Me and Sierra front row. Well, thank exactly. you guys so much. Who is Poppy? Now you know. Period. Right. You know who Poppy is. Who is she? Yes. You already know. <laughs> I am dead. All right, y'all. Well, that's all I have for this episode. Um, Joanna Sierra, thank you guys for chatting with me. Um, to all the listeners and watchers out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate <laughs> you so much more than you know. And yes, you all, you know, the conversation does not stop here. And we had an amazing time today. And I hope you did as well. So, but in the meantime, follow us on our Instagram page. And of course, you already know that you can tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Girl Let Me Tell You Podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. It was so much fun. We will see y'all next time on Girl Girl, Let Me Tell You.